Hi, I'm Angus Ferguson, and welcome to today's episode of PropTech Insider Podcast from Domain Agent Solutions. PropTech Insider is a weekly podcast where we deep dive into the rapidly evolving world of PropTech and interview its leaders about their journey into the PropTech industry and their greatest insights into scaling their businesses. On today's episode of PropTech Insider, we're joined by Nathan Jones. Nathan and I discuss building brands that last the test of time. for joining us, Nate. Thanks for having me, Angus. Uh, good to be here. Well, um, to kick things off, just in a couple of minutes, can you give us a bit of a rundown of how you've ended up as a CEO of Buxton and what you've been doing for the last kind of 15, 20 years in your career? <laughs> okay. Uh, always start with a curly one. So I guess um, it's, it's an interesting question because whenever I do a, a, a keynote or a chat or, or speak to another group or whether it be just new inductees into Buxton, uh, you look around and, and people aren't 18 years old or they're not 21 years old, fresh out of university. There's mature age people lining the rooms. And, and if they're just getting into real estate, it's always a question of, well, everyone has a different journey into real estate. Because if you think back to career days in year 10 or year nine, and, and they ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I still to this day, I haven't met anyone that put their hand up and said real estate. Um, so I guess everyone's journey into real estate is very, very different and people find themselves in real estate as opposed to growing up aiming to be in real estate. But having said that, what an amazing industry. But my journey into real estate, I guess, is actually fairly similar to, to many of my peers nowadays. I came from a banking and finance background more recently at Macquarie Bank before I joined Buxton, which was now 10 years ago. But my, my role at Macquarie was within the real estate industry. So it was banking and finance for real estate agencies. So all of my clients were, were real estate agents. So it's one of those things where I was going into real estate for the first time when I joined Buxton. But I've always said that I've been in the business of real estate for 15, nearly 20 years. So yeah, working with agency principals, group leaders and, and agents alike to, to sort out banking and finance solutions. So making that transition from one side of the fence to the other was was fairly easy, especially given that uh, the vast majority of my clients were Buxton. Uh, and I guess to just add to that, there's a there's obviously a lot of value, particularly to your franchisees, for having that background and being able to guide them through all of the financial decisions from a business perspective as well. I imagine. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, our leadership groups now are just north of sixty people, so it's a fairly big team. But the good thing is that as a as a leadership group. There was a hell of a lot of trust and respect there from day one because we'd, we'd already worked together for, for five odd years before that. So uh, that, that transition for everyone, uh, including myself, was, was fairly seamless because you weren't learning any new personalities. You knew each other and you knew each other exceptionally well given uh, the relationship of, of banker and client. And I suppose just to my earlier point, Nathan, is that you know it's a brand that's been around for a very long time. How much importance do you place on on brand? I guess where it is today and and moving forward with Buxton. Well, I guess it really just depends on what your definition of brand is. Um, and I think we, we've spent a lot of time, I guess, looking backwards in terms of our history and, and where we came from and where we want to go to. But for us, our, our brands are people. Um, so we, we dedicate a lot of time to culture uh, because if we if we have the right culture, maintain the right culture, and, and keep developing the right culture, 
we're just going to continue to attract the like-minded people that we know if we put them all together um, and keep that culture piece moving forward and in the right direction. And if everyone's aligned, um, everyone will be successful. So we place enormous value on brand um, and a hell of a lot of attention on it because without it, um, I think you're in a bit of trouble. And I think realistically that that transcends industries. Um, and I don't think anyone's particularly immune to to not having to focus on brand and culture. Yeah, I think that's a really big point. I think at the, at the crux of it, whilst technology is important, um, at the end of the day, we're in the business of people, right? So it plays a huge role. I think particularly over the last 12 months, if we think back to when COVID kicked off, technology was probably lagging in some of these businesses as well as you've probably seen. And there's probably some initiatives that you would have liked to have got off the ground that are now getting some really good traction because everyone's turned to technology and realizes that if they embrace it, they can actually scale themselves and scale their people in their business. Tell us a little bit about when lockdown hit and COVID hit last year. Um, how did you approach moving 400 people to a more digital environment? And, and just beyond that, how did you continue to transact and get really great results with your clients? <laughs> it's a- Oh, we're digging up some skeletons here. Uh, well, I think as Melbournians, we've tried to bury as much of the COVID past as we could. But um, the good news is, I mean, taking a step back, when I when I think about technology and change, real estate has been this industry that has just he's dug its heels in. It has resisted change. It is um, it is stopped new entrants coming into the market. Um, you know, like I, I, I couldn't tell you how many conferences I've been to where where people are talking about, you know, the Uber moment for real estate. Like, when's it coming and what's it going to look like? But the good news about this industry is we, we've stayed really thick together in terms of what we sort of do and don't allow to happen to the industry when it comes to to change and evolution. Um, but with that, it has its own problems. So. I guess there's there's some businesses that adapt to change really really well. They thrive on it. They they embrace it and they leverage it for growth. And there's others that resist it. Now the good thing about COVID is it, it forced everyone to evolve. Like there was there was no ability to to opt out of evolving uh, your business practices and embracing technology because without it um, you're in a lot of strife. Uh, you know our lockdown in Melbourne. Um, which, oh God, I can't even recall how many there were, how long they all were. It was uh, just a bit of a, a blurry past on that front. But they were very different to, say, some of the interstate lockdowns. Like, they were a lot harder. There was no private inspections. There was, you know, we would be running around on, on a Thursday or a Friday knowing that there was a lockdown coming on a Friday night, making sure we were filming, you know, virtual inspection so that we had something to show buyers in case it wasn't one week. If it was two weeks, what if it happened to be three weeks if we were just launching a campaign? So this ability to act fast and act digitally became paramount. Um, so for, for our, our businesses, um, I guess one of the biggest shifts was um, evolving everything and, and moving everything into the Microsoft Teams space. Uh, so everything ended up in Teams, whether it be chats, you know, video sessions, hookups, you know, constant communication, being able to communicate with people on, on different mediums to make sure everyone had the announcements, everyone had artwork that they needed if they, you know, had a, had a role that required, you know, uploading uh, information to the internet for, for listings that they could access 
the artwork from home and, and be able to, to use all the systems and software uh, remotely, which, um, yeah, I mean, easy to say that, you know, it, it, it happened and it happened well, but some, some just embrace this better than others. And are you seeing that that's giving you more operational leverage as a whole brand now, that you've put some of these processes in place and being able to optimise their businesses at a group level as well? And do you think that they're going to be here to stay or will we knock back to how we were pre-COVID in six months' time? I, I don't think there's an ability to go back to, to where we were as an industry. I, I just don't think... Um, I, I think everyone's seen the benefits and seen the fruits of evolution and change and embracing you know new platforms and new software um so to go backwards would be going a long way back um so i think you know the the amount of change and efficiency that we've been able to drive just you know doing things differently on teams that uh previously would have to find different ways to do things um going backwards would be would be a massive step backwards. It's not a case of taking one step back. That's, that's taking leaps backwards. So the good thing is that you can sort of tick this box and say, yep, we're, we're fully digital, we're, you know, everything's in motion. So now you're looking forward to the next project as opposed to worrying about whether or not the existing setup's going to be eradicated, which I, I just can't see that happening. Yeah, and I think to, to give real-time agent a plug here, um, <laughs> you, you were the first customer um, that we actually onboarded and you onboarded all the offices in one go and that was a real first mover advantage. And one of the things that particularly our team's really proud about is that when COVID did hit, that the Buxton brand was in a position where they could continue to transact throughout that process and continue to list property and to be able to, sign off contracts because they could do it digitally and they didn't need to get in the car with the four copies of the contract and, you know, post them in someone's letterbox so that it could be contact free. They were able to pivot really quickly. And in fact, it wasn't much of a pivot away from what they were already doing. Um, I guess just to round out on that point around the change is that, is there anything that you've learned that you would have probably approached differently during that time over the last 12 months? Oh, Definitely the, the budgeting that was being done uh, back in March 2020. You know, <laughs> uh, we went into, into COVID thinking that every month was, you know, it was a case of how long do we last doing zero, um, you know, cause I, I, and I know so many other brands uh, and businesses were doing the same because we just did not know what was ahead of us. And sure, there was some, some pretty dicey moments in the early days, but I think we got a taste of, of what sort of happened on the other side of lockdowns pretty quickly. But having said that, I, I, you know, maybe we put, might have pushed harder with uh, the implementation of a few new systems and platforms. But, but having said that, we, got, we essentially achieved what we wanted to achieve from an operational standpoint. Um, and we know that there's you know, longevity in what we've done and it's not just a case of oh that worked for COVID but we don't need it anymore um we've dedicated enough time and resources and energy and training into all the systems and platforms that we 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 know that everyone sort of sees the benefit of it and, and what we've done to to be able to embrace it and and continue to keep it as part of their business yeah, that's really, that's really interesting. Well, just to close, um, we've always got two questions that we ask everyone who, who joins us on the podcast here. So the first question is, firstly, what's your definition of success? 
Oh, see, this is a fantastic one. I love that question. Um, so I've always said true success is when you're having success through others. But I do say to a lot of people, real estate is like a push bike. You've got to keep pedaling, otherwise you don't move forward. But I think if you know you evolve that out of the, the 90s and the early 2000s into 2021 thinking and beyond, that building teams building, you know, pathways for people to grow and develop, once you start having the sort of success that you would have had normally by doing it yourself through other people, I think that's when you've actually struck gold. Um, and I know that's certainly the case in our business with with um, with the team that we have at head office, that uh, the, the things that we see nowadays and the things that we're achieving that we simply weren't, um, you know, two, three, five, ten years ago, um, makes me super proud. So, that might be the longest answer you've ever had to that question, but that's that's my definition of success. No, I love that. I think that's um, that's spoken like a probably like a true leader. I think I think back to the start the start of real time agent was just Dan and I, and the power that you have when you bring people on and the right people, mm-hmm. and you actually get out of your own way to allow the business to continue to grow and evolve, and it gets to a point where it's not just about one person anymore or a couple of people. It's about the team. So I think that that's a, a really solid answer. Thank you. And then the final question is, um, tell us one thing that you got to start, stop and continue this year. Um, we, we've assembled such a fun team in our head office. We've got people of such diverse backgrounds, like our head of graphic design. He's also a, a drummer in an Elvis cover band and a mixologist by trade. Like th- these are people with some serious skills that just aren't traditional real estate. What we've sort of set ourselves up to achieve in the next, I guess, in in, in sort of really short term, has been a, a, a raising of the bar and a, a real focus on brand image. So I think the what we're doing a hell of a lot more of is is redefining who we are in our look. Uh, and that's been, you know, anytime you get to start playing around with brand and image and, and touch and feel, it's always a fun experience. You know, you get the market research done, you find out what people like as opposed to what we think people like. Um, so that's been an extremely enlightening and fun process. So there's a hell of a lot of evolution going on at the moment uh, at Buxton when it comes to the look and feel of the brand. Um, and something we're just literally wanting to start doing again is is more more stuff face to face. Like we got together as a as an entire sales group back in late Feb, early March, and it felt like that was the first time we'd done that in twelve months. Uh, and that was just an electric feeling, just all being together in the one room, no face masks, everyone you know enjoying a drink together, just being able to see people that you haven't seen for so long because of the lockdowns and all the, the various restrictions that we've um, painfully ploughed through in Melbourne. So, you know, being able to get face-to-face, we've got our annual awards coming up in August and obviously with everything happening in the last uh, 24 hours, um, to have a few butterflies in the stomach about that uh, would be an understatement. Um, but hopefully that all, all goes ahead. Uh, in terms of less of or stop, I, I don't know that there's much negative space that we're I guess investing time into at the moment like we've we sort of ruled out a lot of the things that we didn't want to do or we certainly wanted to reduce um, all throughout COVID Uh, so I guess a lot of our energy and and thoughts being put into the positives and 
I guess, building as opposed to reducing. So to, I mean, I'm not trying to sound arrogant or confident, but there's not a whole lot that we're focused on removing from our business at the moment. So uh, a lot of energy is being spent on the, the plus side of the ledger. So yeah, right, does, right. does that help, Gussie? Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's a tribute to you as, you know, somewhat of a, a young CEO thinking about how to, how to transact and how to do business differently. But at the heart of it, you've got a brand that's been really strong in the Bayside area in particular for a very long time and, and is going to continue to grow and succeed. So, uh, so thanks for that. And with that, that's actually a wrap for another episode of PropTech Insider. So, Nathan, thank you for joining us and for everyone for listening. Thanks for having us, Gus. Thanks for listening to today's episode of PropTech Insider. If you'd like to learn more about the topic that Nathan and I discussed today, visit agentsolutions.com.au. If you enjoyed this topic and you want to hear more about exciting content we've got in store, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast app you use. See you next time.